Thank you very much, saints. Thank you for your warm welcome and for your love. You may be seated, please. It is wonderful to be with you once again. I feel like it is a day of celebration for me to come to this church and meet like-minded people, like-minded church. You guys are into church planting, and we are into church planting. Yeah. And you are growing from in every area, and we are growing in every area. And we love the Lord, and you love the Lord. I am so blessed to be here. First of all, I want to bring you greetings from my family, from my wife, from my son. Talk's favorite. I'm not the talk's favorite. My son is. And uh, uh, he said, his, when he came to know that I, I was coming to this church, he said, make sure you give my greeting. And my grandson was only 11 years, but he plays 10 instruments. Wow. And he has a team of 11 people, 11 kids, and they go from church to church, lead the worship and preach the gospel. Wow. I just appreciate the Lord for what he's doing in India, and I appreciate you for praying for me. And thank you very much for once again having me here. It's my treat. I, I love it, and I look forward to it. And uh, time to worship the Lord with you. I am here with only one reason, to worship somebody who is worthy of all the worship. Yeah. I know so many good people, very good people, really good, but they're not worthy to worship. Yeah. Only one person, yeah. and that's his name is Jesus. Yeah. And we, we are gathered here to worship. Your testimony, your giving, your clapping, your dancing, your singing, your preaching, everything is worship. Yeah. Just to exalt him. And to lift him up. And that's why he has made us. Just we can lift him up. And I feel so privileged that I'm here to lift him up. Some folks may ask me. Some folks may say. Who is this Jesus? You talk about every day. He is my savior. He sets me free. Now listen while I tell you what it means to me. He is my everything, he is my all, he is my everything, both great and small. He gave himself for me, made everything new. He is my everything, now how about you? Though often tempted, but praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus, whose holy word I'm more than a conqueror. I'm Jesus today, I'm living in the victory, over Satan and say, he is my everything, he is my all, he is my everything, 
went through each night and day and night my head with my cup of love before I call him pay my dear she know he is my everything he is my all he is my everything oh great is all he gave himself for me and everything dear he is my everything now have a little bit from india <coughs> god is moving in amazing way no matter what's happening there in country but i can tell you the church of jesus christ is rising every day because he's the head and i bring you greetings from our country we've gone up to 850 churches <coughs> planting church every week and we appreciate your prayer and we appreciate your generous giving for the churches in india and uh, for soul winning and we appreciate you very much our annual convention starts on 17th of next month and we are going to do the largest concert ever and we are going to have 12000 people come and be a part in this concert <clears throat> my son rocky is busy in practices and everything 150 people choir and band playing so many instruments and god is going to do a great thing so pray for that day 17th of october our convention 17 18 19 and 20th and we need your prayer for that i want to talk to you from 1 corinthians Ninth chapter, twenty-fourth verse. I've always uh, believed that those letters that Paul wrote were not Paul's letters; they were letters of the Holy Spirit. Because every time you write a letter, you use a pen, but at the end you don't finish it like this. Your beloved brother, pen. <coughs> you write your name. Excuse me. And uh, in the same way, Paul has written this letter. and paul is not the writer but the writer is holy spirit and so i want you to read the letter of the holy spirit what is the holy spirit wanting to tell us for this evening first corinthians 9 chapter and 24th verse listen to this one do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize the heart of god is that don't just run for the sake of running but the heart of god is the plan of god is the intention of god is that every one of us who are running we win he wants to make us a winner a lot of people today simply running where are you going i'm going to church church yeah it's a sunday Moreover, my mother is not very happy if I don't go there, so I'm going. I'm going to church. What is this? Oh, this is my tithe. A little bit I've saved. I want to give it to God. You know, this is not very good. But you should be saying, "I'm going to church." I'm going to church. This is my tithe. You know, so that people can know that you are a winner. 
We are not only a runner. Paul saw so many people in the church. They were only going in circle, running, and they were not winning. And he said, God wants you to run to win. And then he says, run in such a way. So there is a way to run. If you run that way, then you win. You know, I'm a cook by hobby. And I cook all the North Indian dishes. And a lot of time people say, hey, Tony, you made very good korma. Could you give me the recipe? So I give them the recipe. And they call me. They said, oh, I cooked that korma. But it did not taste like your korma. I said, what happened? They said, well, I put everything. But it still didn't taste like your korma. So it's not only ingredients, but it's also the recipe when to put what. You could be praying hours and hours and be not be a blessing. You could be giving your money and not bless anybody. But you know, you ask God, what is the way to run to win? Not just run for the sake of running, but run to win. And I have seven points for you for tonight. What do we do? How do we run so that we win? And you know, when, when, you, when you go and meet a family that is a winner, you love to be with them. When you meet an individual who's a winner, you love to meet that person. But only people who are just running, well, I'm in this church for 19 years. I don't know. I came to this church and I stayed here. And uh, I'm okay. That's all right. But that's not winning experience. Winning experience is totally a different experience. You're vibrant. You're happy. You're jolly. You're jumping. And that's what the intention of God is. So that we stay in God winning. And my point number one will be Psalm 19 and verse 5. Psalm 19 and verse 5. Listen to this one. Psalm 19 and verse 5. It reads like this. Listen to this. Which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion. Like a champion. Rejoicing to run his course. Rejoicing to run his course. Hey, folks, don't you run somebody else's course. Don't you copy somebody. Hey, because you built a house, I'm going to build a house. You build a house because you need it. But don't copy somebody. Don't buy a BMW because somebody else bought a BMW. That's not your race. You have a different race. Every individual needs to Ask God, what's my race? And if you copy somebody else, you will not be a winner. A lot of people, they start business and they fail and fail and fail. And at the end, they said, well, I saw my uncle doing that business. And I thought I will do this. And I did it, but I lost all my money. That was your uncle's race. Why do you, you should ask God, what's my race? What's my course? I'm glad the word is yours, course. You know, course is very important. When you are, a, you are a student, you have course. Science students have different course. And geography students have different course. You cannot just be science student and take the geography course. You would fail. You have a different course for you. When God has given you a course, you run your course and you'll be a winner. Maybe God has selected you to be a deacon, to stand at the door. 
Maybe God has selected you or called you out to be a musician, to be a singer. I, I remember one instance, uh, I went to New Jersey and uh, this pastor came to receive me at the airport and the guy who was with pastor, he took my briefcase and uh, he was walking everywhere we were going. He put my briefcase next to my seat. So I knew for sure this is probably assistant pastor. But after the meeting, we had to straight away go to a restaurant to eat food and there were so many people. So our uh, table had setting for four and we were sitting and this guy put my briefcase there. So I I said, oh, I forgot to ask you, uh, what do you do? And I was thinking, he'd say, I'm the associate pastor. He said, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. And he pulled a card from his pocket and he gave it to me. And he was owner of an oil, oil company. And he said, you know, he pointed toward pastor. And he said, his job is to spend money and my job is to make money. He knew his course. He knew his race. Folks, young people, ladies, singers, musicians, prayer warriors, helpers. There's nobody who's extra and does not have a race from God. But everyone has a race to run. You run your race and you will be successful. But when you start running somebody else's race, it's like David wearing Saul's armor. Couldn't, couldn't go one step. Don't you run somebody else's race. You have own, your own race. One day, Daniel was called by king. And the king said, Daniel, I have a very hard time. I have seen something on my, on my wall. There is a writing, and I cannot read the writing. My experts in my country, I called all those educated people, and none of them can read the writing. And I've heard that you can do the right. If you read those writings, we, I will give you a chain around your neck, gold chain around your neck, and I will make you a ruler of my kingdom. And he said, I will give you purple robe. You will look like king. You look like king. You know what Daniel said? Daniel said, king, give these things to somebody else. That's not my race. My race is to read the writing. And I'm going to read the writing. And he knew God has given him a race. It's not the gold. It's not the silver. It's not to have king's clothing. It's not to have name and fame. But he knew my work, my job, my race is to read the writings from heaven. And folks, many of you have been called to pray for the church, to stand with the man of God, to stand with everything that God is doing in this church. You continue to do that. Continue to give in the church and you will be winner and you'll be so happy and you say, I am so glad in my church. We have people, there's, there's one deacon and his work is to give me a glass of water before I'm ready to go and preach. And he will never miss that. Wow. One year, he had a very important marriage in Kanpur in his family. And he had to go there. And he said, no, Sunday I cannot come because I have to give a glass of water to Brother Tony. And he's here in the town. 
So they said, but you have to come to the uh, wedding. And then I had to call him, and he made his son ready to give the glass. That was such important. He knew that is his race. And it's important we know why God has called me. What is my job? And this guy came from a non-Christian background, and he prays for people, and people get healed because he's running his own race. It's important for us to know our own race. The same verse, if you read it again, second point is in the same verse. Read it again in the same verse, verse 5. Which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. How does he run? When he runs his course, he rejoices. He rejoices. Well, I'm going to church. Today I will get to put the chairs. I'm going to clean the church building. Well, I've got my first salary and I've got my tithe. And some people say in, in India, when they get the first salary, they took, put everything in the basket. It all belongs to God because my first and they do it so happily they don't say well it's my first salary and I have to give all to the church he, like a bridegroom like a champion like a mighty man is ready and happy to run his own race I'm going to ask you to hear this verse and tell me how do you feel about this this is Hebrew 10th chapter 34th verse the Hebrew 10th chapter and 34th verse. This is amazing scripture. You tell me, fasten your seatbelt before he reads this scripture. The Hebrew 10, 34, yes. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. How? Joyfully. Joyfully. People were s snatching things from you. And you joy, okay, okay, take it, take it, take it. You want to take my car, take it. You want to take my wallet, take it, take it. You want to take my credit card, okay, take it. Okay, you want to take my respect, okay, take it, take it. Why? Because they knew whatever people will take from me, God will return 100 fold more. Yeah. Hallelujah. You want to take this $100 from me? Good, take it. Could you please take $200 from me? Please take $300 because I know the secret. You, you happily did it. Many times we have so much compliance. Well, I am running. I'm doing the job. I'm cleaning the church. But I keep hearing people murmuring and people say so many things. I'm sick and tired. You do your job. You run your race and do it very happily. Don't worry. Don't, don't you clean the church with bad attitude, but you just keep your attitude very happy, joyfully do it. Any job that's given to you, if God is giving you a race, you run that race joyfully. Point number three. Hebrew 12, verse 1. Hebrew 12, verse 1. And listen to this, yes. Therefore... Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and that sin that is so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance. With the race let let us run us. with what? Million dollar? Perseverance. Ah, oh, I thought you said million dollar. <laughs> let us run with Rolls Royce. No. With what? 
Last time, people don't know one essential thing without which you cannot run your race, without which you cannot win your race, and that is perseverance. Perseverance. The other translation reads patience. If you don't have patience, you are a patient. And if you are a patient, you shouldn't be in this church. You should be in hospital. <laughs> how do you know I'm a patient? Yes, I know you're a patient. But how do you know? How can you say I'm a patient? Because you always complain. A patient always, I've got a headache. I've got a backache. I don't like this rice. Please uh, turn the volume down. I, I don't want this music. I don't... I, I like this light. I don't like my bed. Please change my pillow. <laughs> and lots of time, we are not patients. We don't have patience, but we are patient. But God wants us to be patient. Patient. In your race, you want to win. You continue to run and continue to have patience. If you're panicky, yeah, I came to church. I, I joined this church three and a half weeks ago, but still I'm nothing. My name is not in the flyer. <laughs> you mean three and a half weeks and you want your name in the flyer? That's very panicky. When I started my ministry, 10 years, nothing happened. After the end of the 10 years, 10 years, nothing happened. People used to come to me and they said, Tony, go and do some other job. Get a job for yourself. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I said, it'll happen. It'll happen. God said it'll happen. It'll happen. And after 10 years, we planted the first church. We have now planted 850, but somebody waited for the time of the Lord. Your Sunday school teacher, nobody has so far recognized you or said any good thing, but you continue to do it. You continue to run there. You continue to do your job. Be patient. And if you are pay, pay, patient, you will win it. The point number four is in the second verse of the same chapter. Hebrew 12, verse 2. Listen to this. This is very important. Hebrew 12, verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. What? Fixing our eyes. What? Fixing our eyes. Fixing our eyes. Our eyes on Jesus. Jesus. We always come, when we come to somebody with a complaint, we say, we have seen that guy, and we have seen that person's house, and we have seen that, that girl, and that boy is playing the instrument, and we have our eyes on 120 different things. When you are on a race, you cannot win the race. You will run, and you will not win. You will not be a winner. You will be so sad. You will not run it happily because your eyes are not fixed on Jesus. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. And then you will be a winner. Looking to the master. The point number five. This is a very good one. And that's Philippians. Third chapter. 13 and 14 verse. Philippians third chapter. 
13 and 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. He is in a race. And he said, I don't consider that I got it. I don't say I'm the best one. I'm the only preacher. I'm the best prophet. I'm the best apostle. I don't brag about me. The guy was circumcised on the eighth day like the tradition of Jews. He has memorized five books of Moses. He reads Latin, Hebrew, and Greek. He sometimes has lunch with governor, sometimes with king. He's planted many churches. He's recognized everywhere. But he said, in running the race, important part is this. When you run a race, don't run by bragging. Oh, my church is very good. I'm a very good preacher. I'm the best one. Nobody can preach like me. Well, a lot of people play guitar. Nobody plays guitar like me. A lot of people play keyboard. Nobody plays keyboard. If you run like this, you are not going to be a winner. Because when you run, you run with humility and saying, I am not the only one. I am simply running this race. I am praying. I am doing this ministry. I am trying to help children. I am trying to be a Sunday school teacher. I am the best Sunday school teacher in the world. But this is my race that God has given to me and I am running it. While I run, listen to this. Fin finish this scripture. He said, when I run, I don't say I got it. I have it. I'm the one. But one thing I do. But one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind. I forget what's behind. A lot of things have been behind. My success and my failures. A lot of people don't stop the race and cannot win, not because they remember their failures. But a lot of people, they remember their success. And they're boasting, they're, they're leaning on past success. Oh, you remember 19 years ago, I did that house, nine-bedroom house. And they are kind of swimming on that house all their life. But it's a, I'm not looking to back. I'm not looking to my failures. I'm not looking to my success. I'm not looking to my friends. I'm not saying I'm the only one. But I'm what I'm doing, I forgetting everything. I am just running my race. I'm going to be a victorious man. Now, wait till I come to this one. This sixth one is very amazing. And this is Luke's gospel, 19th chapter and verse 4. You know Luke's gospel, 19th chapter, has stories. But one of the stories is very popular. And uh, I don't think it will get hurt. It will hurt us if you read this story once more. 19 chapter, 4th verse. Listen to this one. 19, 4. Yeah. So he ran. So he. <laughs> so he ran. A lot of places we hear, so he stopped. So he's not running. So he's not doing it. So he's not going to church. So she's not singing anymore. So she's not doing the work. But this guy, Bible says, so he ran. Do you know what happened behind? If you read verse 3, you'll be surprised. He wanted to see Jesus. He could not. Failure. 
He wanted to go. The first time in his life, he realized, he thought he's a very big man. First time he realized he's a short man. He thought he's a very big man. First time he realized he's a short man. And when he wanted to get into the crowd, people kicked him out and said, get out. You liar, you drunkard, you bribe taker. You want to go inside? I know who you are. Get out from here. He could not. His stature was so small. He was refused by people. Lots of things happen. We want to do this. We want to be successful. We want to see Jesus Christ. We want to come in the ministry. We want to start this organization. But there are so many things. And that's why we are not doing it. I stopped it. But he ran ahead. He said, I don't worry. I don't mind what happens, what people say. If people kick me out, they call me by names. And they say, you cannot come inside and see Jesus Christ. But I still will run. He ran ahead. I know when you start good things, people come and object to it. They ridicule you. They call you by names. Now, I started building church buildings in India. When we started planting churches many, many years ago. I've been in the ministry about almost 52 years. So this 40 years ago, when we started planting churches and building church buildings. And raising funds. Raising funds is such a difficult job. One day, one of my friends, he said, you are a beggar. It hit me so hard. You are a beggar. And I decided I'm not going to raise any fund, not build any building in future. This is it, finish. And I decided I'm coming back home. And God told me, God said, oh, okay, you got discouraged. And he said, shut up and go and run your race. We had built only three buildings. We had built three buildings. And I didn't get discouraged. I said, God, I will continue to run. No matter what happens, I will continue to run. And I continue to run. And we have so far built 118 church buildings. The devil, the enemy. The enemy wants to stop you. He wants to stop your race. He wants to stop the work of God. He wants to, to stop progress. And people will come and say those words that you hate. Exactly the same things they will come and say that you hate. But don't you worry about what people are saying in the crowd. If they don't allow you to get inside the crowd and you have a heart, you want to see Jesus, you just run ahead and climb on a tree. For officer in the Eastern culture, for officer great people to climb on the tree is not an easy joke. The village people know how to climb on a tree, but not officers like Zacchaeus. He was income tax officer, but he somehow managed, maybe three times he fell down while climbing the tree. Don't worry if things happen like that, but you continue to run because you have a desire in your heart. I want to see Jesus. He had a desire. Now what happened? Then Jesus Christ said, when Jesus came there, Jesus, Zacchaeus, what are you doing there? Shut up. <coughs> no, he, Zacchaeus, you come down. And he met Zacchaeus. And everybody was watching. Oh, Jesus is meeting Zacchaeus. And Jesus knows him by name. They were not very happy. And then he said, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house. I'm going to stay there. Yeah. 
Other people said, well, I invited you for lunch. I invited you for tea. You refused. You said, no, no, I cannot go to your house. And here you're going to Zacchaeus' house and you're going to stay the night there. You're going to have the dinner there. Jesus said, because I know who's running his race. I know what happened to Zacchaeus when he was entering into the crowd. My heart was there. I saw him trying to get in, but they kicked him out and he went outside, but he continued to run to see me. How eager you are to serve God and to run your race. How happy you are to run your race. Or you're running somebody else's race. And the last one now is the icing on the cake. In the Western culture, when I preach a message, I don't preach any message without the icing. <laughs> because in India, you can give anybody a cake without icing, icing they don't mind. But in the Western world, they want icing. So I have to give you icing. The icing is very good. You fasten your seat belt. And let's come back to the same scripture, 1 Corinthians 9th chapter. We come back where we started from, 1 Corinthians 9th chapter. And this time we're going to read 26th and 27th verse. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown no, that will last forever. 9.26. 1 Corinthians 9.26. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not run, number one, aimlessly. Oh, aimless, low aim. Have you seen people without an aim? Well, where are you going? They will say, nowhere. <coughs> then why are you going? I said, I don't know. They say, I don't know. What are you building? I don't know. What are you eating? I don't know. No aim. He says, I don't do it aimlessly. And listen to this, how he does it, how he runs the race. We see how Paul runs the race. And if we run the same way, we will be winner and we will get the prize. Listen to this, yes. No, I strike a blow to my body. Oh, okay. Now he says, he says, he uses what? Blows. A lot of time we think we win by blows, by boxing. Don't box your wife and don't box your husband. Don't box your enemy. But do one thing. I box. I fight. And I box my body. How? Listen to this. You are in a church and you're doing very good. God's very happy. You are in your race. Everybody's watching. That you're going very good. All of a sudden, your mind will say, but why do you give 6,000? It's your money. You saved it three years. You got to say this to your mind. <laughs> your ears will say, did you hear what they said? Shut up. <laughs> your mouth will say, speak out. Tell them. Don't tell them. Hit the mouth. The eyes will say, I saw it. Hit the eyes. You keep hitting your body and keeping the body under control. Your mind is saying something. Your mouth is saying something. Your ears are saying something. Your heart is saying something. Your calculations are saying something. You, your calculator is saying something. Break the calculator. 
this lady, this lady once told, told me one day, well, you know, I, I was coming to church and my dog started barking and I thought the dog is saying, don't go to church. <laughs> I said to that lady, kill the dog. <laughs> you such with such dogs, you will never be able to run your race. You will not win your race. You will lose it. Yeah. Whether it's your mind, whether your eyes, whether your body, whether your heart or your mouth. They're trying to stop you from your race. If you want to continue to run, you have to use your blow. Your fist. And fix your mind. You keep your body under subjection. And you continue to run this race. If you continue to run this race. You will be a winner. And God will give you a blessing. Yeah. 27 verse. Read 27 verse. No, I strike my blow, a blow to my body and make it my slave so that what? after I have preached. I said to my body, shut up, you, you are my slave. <laughs> and you know, we look to the body and we look to the mind. Mind, you are the boss. You tell me what to do, where to go and where not to go. My heart, you tell me. No, your heart is not the boss. Your mind is not the boss. Your calculations are not the boss. Who's the boss? The boss is the Holy Spirit. And you keep your body under control, under subjection. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of times I've said sorry to the people, apologized with people. I cried. And more than half of the time, my mind was saying, no, don't go to him. But my Holy Spirit was saying, go and say sorry. And I only said one sentence, sorry. The other guy fell down before me and said, oh no, you are such a big man. You are like my daddy and you're saying sorry. Everything was sorted out. We could not have sorted out those things in six months. And it was sorted out in three minutes because somebody subjected the body. You want to run the race. You want to win the race. Win your, you run your own race. Don't you run somebody else's. If you see somebody, that is his race. But you have another race. And you will be winner if you run your race. And run joyfully and happily, not murmuring. You run your race happily. And you run with patience. Looking to Jesus. Nobody else I'm looking. I'm looking to Jesus. And I count myself nothing. I don't say that. I got it. I'm the only one. I'm the best preacher. I pray more than anybody. No, I'm just running. And the whole crowd kicks me out. But I'll continue to run. The whole world stands against me. I will continue to run. Because I will get the reward. When the reward came to Zacchaeus, his house was called Drunkard's house, bribe taker's house, house of a nasty sinner. Jesus entered in that house and he says, this is the house of salvation. Amen. The title, title of the house, I don't know how people know you. Maybe people recognize you as a bad man. You continue to walk with God, one day the title plate is going to be changed. And people are going to start calling you a man of God. Yeah. 
man of God, a woman of God, a man of faith, a woman of faith, but you continue to run and keep your body under control. Don't just hit your wife and your husband. Don't hit your neighbor and your son. A lot of people get mad and they all the time hit their children. At least in India, they do it. And they pour all their anger on their children and half of their anger on their wives. And they're never successful and they never win. In their business, they're not winning. In their house, they're not winning. In the church, they're not winning. Whatever ministry they're doing, they're not winning because they're so angry. Would you just keep your body under control? Make your body slave of the Holy Spirit instead of making the Holy Spirit slave of your body and you'll be a winner. And I, I, I tell you, church, God intends the whole church to be a winner. Every child, every young man, every teacher, every lady, every singer, every giver, every poor person, and people, those who don't have a job, God wants you to be a winner also. How can I be a winner without a job? Yes, you could be a winner without money. You come to my church in India, I show you people who have no money, but they're winners. You could be a winner. You don't need money to be a winner, but you need the recipe of the word of God. If you want to make this, you make the same way. If you're ready, if you're ready, I will lead you to Christ. Maybe one of you is saying, yes, I know why I'm not winning. I know I'm losing. I come to church on a regular basis. I give also. I do a lot of good things, but I'm not winning. My Curry is not turning like Tony's curry. <laughs> I, I put all the ingredients, but my recipe is wrong. And you say, Jesus, I want to do it your way. And I want to be a winner. I want people to look at me and say, hey, this guy is a winner. He's winning. I want me to look into my life, look into the mirror and say, Tony, you're a winner. I'm full of joy. You want to be a winner. You need to look, look to Jesus. Looking to Jesus, say, Jesus, I'm sorry, I've been looking to so many different people. I've been looking to this and that, but I want to look to you for winning. You make me a winner. If we had bow and if we are close. If you want to say, yes, I recognize that why I am losing, but I want to be a winner. I am ready to say sorry. I am ready to repent. I'm ready to say, God, help me, make me a winner. If you want to say that, just stand wherever you are. If you want to say, I'm sorry, God, I know why I am losing. Just stand wherever you are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, just eight, nine, ten, anybody else, 11, 12. Just, just keep standing. If God's talking to you, if you, you'll be a winner. You'll be with the same salary, in the same house, with the same car. You will be a winner. If you're a loser today, you'll be a winner. Just say, God, I'm sorry. If there's anybody else, just stand. I'm going to pray for you. God bless 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 you. You'll be a winner. And you'll be so happy that you are a winner. You like same songs you will, you'll sing and you love it. Same Bible you read and you'll enjoy it. Almost 30 people or more, and we're going to pray for you. 
just do this. Simply close your eyes and then talk to Jesus in your style, in your way, in your language. Say, Jesus, help me. Make me a winner. Make me a winner. I want to look to you now. I don't want to look to anybody else. Father, we thank you for these people who are standing. They want to be winners. They want to run your way. Help them, Lord. Change their entire course. Fill them with your joy so that they can look to you for everything. Bless them. Change their house, their life, Lord, from tonight. Make them new. For we give them in your hand, in the hand of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look at me, people. You have made a decision and you're going to win your race. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you very much. God bless you.